Hello, and welcome back, or welcome to Harry Potter Books Read to You. This is a mini-series I will be completing. Yes, I know, I'm not finished the first book series, but I will get back to that soon. Right now, I am reading The Tales of Beetle the Bard by J.K. Rowling. So, none of the characters are mine, none of the stories are mine, all credit goes to J.K. Rowling. Um, yes, I will get back on the Harry Potter, um, the first book series soon, but for now, I have this mini-series, and also, just to let you know, on the Spotify app, click the description of any episode, and you will have a Q&A to answer if you want to. I am trying to get enough questions for a new Q&A episode, so I hope you can answer those for me. Well, ask questions. I'll answer them in a future episode. Alright, without further ado, let's start it off. The Wizard and the Hopping Pot There was once a kindly old wizard who used his magic generously and wisely for the benefit of his neighbors. 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 Rather than reveal the true source of his power, he pretended that his potions, charms, antidotes, and antidotes sprang ready-made from the little cauldron he called his lucky cooking pot. Sorry, I'm multitasking here. From miles around, people came to him with their troubles, and the wizard was pleased to give his pot a stir and put things right. This well-beloved wizard lived to a goodly age before he died. Before he died, leaving all of his chattels to his only son. The son was of a very different disposition than the gentle father. Those who could not work magic were, to the son's mind, worthless. And he had often quarreled with his father's habit of dispensing magical aid to the neighbors. Um, yeah. Upon the father's death, the son found a, a hidden. The son found hidden inside the old cooking pot a small package bearing his name. He opened it, hoping for gold, or hoping for gold. He opened it, hoping for gold, but instead found a soft, thick slipper, much too small to wear, with no pair. A fragment of parchment within the slipper bore the words, In fond hope, my son, that you will never need it. The son cursed his father's soft, age-softened mind. mind. Sorry. Then threw the slipper back into the cauldron, resolving to use it henceforth as a rubbish pail. That very night, a peasant woman knocked on the front door. My granddaughter is afflicted by a crop of warts, uh, she told him. Your father used to make up a special horseshoes in that old cooking pot. Be gone, cried the son. What do I care for your brat's warts? Uh, at once, there came a loud clanging, and he slammed the door in the old woman's face. 
At once, there became a clanging sound. At once, there came a loud clanging and banging from his kitchen. Oh my god, I should really stop. I'm gonna stop multitasking in like two seconds. I am so sorry. Okay, so. Let me just read this. The wizard lit his wand and opened the door. There, to his amazement, he saw his, his father's old cooking pot had sprouted a single foot made of brass and was hopping on, on the spot in the middle of the floor, making a fearful noise upon, upon the flagstones. The wizard approached it and went in wonder, but fell back hurriedly when he saw the whole pot's surface was covered in warts. Disgusting object, he cried and he tried to firstly vanish the pot. Then he tried to clean it with magic, and finally tried to force it out of the house. None of his spells worked, however, and he was unable to prevent the pot from hopping from... Sorry. He was unable to stop the pot from hopping after him all throughout the kitchen, then following up to him up to bed, clanging and banging loudly on every wooden stair. The wizard could not sleep all night for the banging of the warty old pot beside his bedside, and the next mo morning, the pot... The pot insisted upon hopping on after him to the breakfast table. Clang, 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 went the, went the brass-footed pot, and the wizard had not even started his porridge when came another knock on the door. An old man stood on the doorstep. "'Tis my old donkey, sir,' he explained. "'Lost she is, or stolen, and without her I cannot take my wares to the market, and my family will go hungry tonight. And I am hungry now, roared the wizard, and he slammed the door upon the old man. Clang, clang, clang. Went the old cooking pot's single brass foot upon the floor. But now, its clamor was mixed with the brays of a donkey and the human groans of hunger echoing from the depths of the pot. Sorry, I have a whole thing going on that I promised I would do for school. Anyway. Be still! Be silent! shrieked the wizard. But not all his, but not all his magical powers could quiet, could quiet it could quiet the warty pot which hopped on its heel all day sorry okay now i don't need to multitask anymore uh but none of his quiet none of his magical powers could quiet the warty pot which hopped at his heels all day braying and groaning and clanging no matter where he went or what he did that evening, there came a third knock upon the door, and on the threshold stood a young woman sobbing as though her heart would break. "'My baby is grievously ill,' she said. "'Won't you please help us? Your father bade me come if troubled.' But the wizard slammed the door on her, 
and now the tormenting pot to the br- filled to the brim with salt water and slopped tears all over the floor as it hopped and brayed and groaned and spouted more warts. Though no more villagers came to seek help at the wizard's cottage for the rest of the week, the pot kept him informed on their many ills. Within a few days, it was not only braying and groaning and slopping and hopping and sprouting warts, it was also choking and retching and crying like a baby and whining like a dog and spewing out bad cheese and sour milk and a plague of hungry slugs. The wizard could not sleep or eat with the pot beside him, but the pot refused to leave and he could not silence it or force it to be still. At, the, at last, the wizard could bear it no more. "'Bring me all your problems, all your troubles, all your woes!' he screamed, fleeing into the night with the pot hopping behind him along the road into the village. "'Come, let me cure you, mend you, and comfort you. I have my father's cooking pot, and I shall make you well!' And with the foul pot still bounding along behind him, he ran up every street, casting spells in every direction. Inside one house, the little girl's warts vanished as she slept. The lost donkey was summoned from a distant briar patch and sent down softly in its stable. The sick baby was doused in dittany and woke, well and rosy. In every house of sickness and sorrow, the wizard did his best, and gradually the cooking pot behind him beside him stopped groaning and retching and everyone became quiet and became quiet shiny and clean well pot asked the trembling wizard as the sun began to rise the pot burped out the single slipper he had thrown into it and permitted it to fit it onto the brass foot together they they set off back into the to the wizard's house the pot's footsteps muffled muffled at last sorry but from that day forward, the wizard helped the villagers, like his father before him, lest the pot cast off its slipper and began to hop once, and begin to hop once more. Then, so that's the story. So, if you want to leave now, you totally can. After this, I'm just reading Albus's Dumbled- Albus Dumbledore's take about the whole story. Hold up. Am I going to? Yeah, it's four pages. Okay, so if you don't want to listen to that, you totally don't have to. You can go now. But if you want to keep listening, I'll be here for you. All right. So Albus Dumbledore on The Wizard and the Hopping Pot. A kind old wizard decides to teach his hard-hearted son a lesson by giving him a taste of the local muggle's misery. The young wizard's conscience awakes, and he agrees to use magic for the benefit of his non-magical neighbors. A simple and heartwarming fable, one might think, in which case one would reveal oneself to be an innocent nincompoop. A pro-muggle story showing that a a muggle-loving father as superior in magic to a muggle-hating son is nothing short of amazing that any copies of the original version of this tale survived the flames which they are so often consigned. Beetle was somewhat out of step with his times in preaching a message of brotherly love for muggles. The persecution of witches and wizards was gathering pace all over Europe in the early 15th century. Many of the magical community felt, and with good reason, that offering to cast a spell on the muggle next door's sickly pig was tantamount to volunteering to fetch the firewood for one's own funeral pry. This is true, of course, that genuine witches and wizards were reasonably adept to escaping the stake. Block and noose. See my comments about 
L'Estrée de Lapin on the commentary on Babbity Rabbity and her cackling stump. However, a number of deaths did occur. Sir Nicholas de Mimsy Porpington, a wizard at the royal court in his lifetime and his death time a ghost of Gryffindor Tower, was stripped of his wand before he being locked in the dungeon and unable to magic himself out of his execution. His wizarding family and wizarding families were particularly prone to using younger members whose inability to control their own magic made them noticeable, vulnerable, and vulnerable to muggle witch hunters. Let the muggles manage without us, was the cry as the wizards drew further and further apart from their non-magical brethren, culminating with the institution of international statute statute of wizarding secretary in 1689 when wizardkind voluntarily went underground children being children however the grotesque hopping pot had taken a hold of their imaginations the solution was to jettish the pro-muggle moral but to keep the warty cauldron so by the middle of the 16th century in a a different version of the tale was was in wide circulation among wizarding families. In the revised story, the hopping pot protects an innocent wizard from the torch-bearing, pitchfork-toting neighbors by chasing them away from the wizard's cottage, catching them and swallowing them whole. At the end of the story, by which time the pot has consumed most of his neighbors, the wizard gains a promise from the few remaining villagers that he will be left to peace to practice magic. In return, he instructs the pot to render up its victims, who were du- were dully burped out of its depths, slightly mangled. To this day, some wizarding children are only told the revised version of the story by their generally anti-muggle parents. And the original, if and when they ever read it, comes as a great surprise. As I have already hinted, however, its pro-muggle sentiment was not the only reason that the wizard and the hopping pot attracted anger. As the witch hunts grew ever fiercer, wizarding families began to live double lives, using charms of concealment to protect themselves and their families. By the 17th century, any witch or wizard who chose to fraternize with muggles became suspect, even an outcast in his or or her own community, in their own community. Among the many insults hurled at pro-muggle witches and wizards, such as fruity empathics as mud wallower, dung licker, and scum sucker, date back from this period, was the charge of having weak or inferior magic. Influential wizards of the day, such as Brutus Malfoy, editor of The Warlock of War, and anti-muggle periodical preparatory... I have no idea who that was. That was my sister dropping something off at my door. A rando jacket. Oh my god, okay. I'll deal with that later. Um, yeah. Was the charge of having weak or inferior magic. Influential wizards of the day, such as Brutus Malfoy, editor of Warlock at War, an anti-muggle periodical perpetuated the stereotype that a muggle lover was about as magical as a squib. A squib is a person born to magical parents who has no magical powers. Such an occurrence is rare. Muggle-born witches and wizards are much more common. J.K. Rowling. In 1967, Brutus wrote, 
This we may state with certainty. Any witch who shows fondness for society of muggles of its low intelligence with magic so feeble and pitiful that he can only feel himself superior if surrounded by muggle pigmen. Nothing is as sure a sign of weak magic than weakness for non-magical company. This prodigious eventually died out in the face of an overwhelming evidence that some of the world's most brilliant wizards, such as Albus Dumbledore, were, to the common use of phrase, muggle lovers. The final ob objection to the wizard and the hopping pot remains alive in certain quarters today. It summed up best perhaps by Beatrix Bloxham, 1797-1910, author of the infamous Toadstool Tales. Miss Bloxham believed that the tales of the beetle and the bard were damaging to children because of what she called their unhealthy preoccupation with most horrid subjects, such as death, disease, bloodshed, wicked magic, unwholesome characters, and bodily infusions and corruptions. Eruptions of the most disgusting kind. Miss Bloxham took a variety of old stories, including several of Beatles, and rewrote them. Ooh, and rewrote them um, according to her ideals, which she expressed as filling pure minds of our little angels with healthy, happy thoughts and keeping their sweet slumber free of wicked dreams and protecting the precious flower of their innocence. The final paragraph of Miss Bloxham's pure and precious reworking of *The Wizard and the Hopping Pot* reads then the little golden pot danced with the light hoppity 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 hop on its tiny toe on its tiny rosy toes we willikins had cured all the dollies of the poorly tum tums and the little pot was so happy that it filled up with sweeties for we willikins and the dollies but don't forget to brush your teethy pegs cried the pot and we willikins kissed and hugged the hip hoppity pot and promised it to always help the dollies and never be an old grumpy wumpykins again miss bloxen's tale had met the same response from generation of wizarding children uncontrollable retching followed by an immediate demand to have the book taken away from them and mashed into a pulp <laughs> uh that is it for this episode i hope you enjoyed and um yeah uh hopefully um if you're on the spotify app you can sorry click the description and and ask me any questions or yeah that's it all right have a great morning afternoon evening or night and that's it bye